0: So I am here with Elise, and you guys have no idea what you are in for. So Elise and I have been best friends. If you say we're just normal friends, I will come through the computer and murder you myself. <laughs> um, have been best friends since we were 14. So imagine, if you know me personally now, imagine how fucking weird I was <laughs> at 14. Excellent. And uh, it's just super super weird. It's fine. I haven't really matured at all. Um, and so I've known her for 15 years now. We're both 30. Um, living in the time of Rona. So if you're listening to this in 2030, like it's a really weird time. Um, back to Elise. So Elise has always been a force, like totally badass. Like does whatever she wants to do, takes life by its horns, like she happens to life instead of life happening to her. And it is super inspiring. And so I wanted her, obviously I'm talking to you, Elise as well, but like her for people listening, um, to come on and talk about the journey from like moving states away when you were a little baby, 18 years old, figuring out life, really finding your roots, and just being a total fucking badass all the way like I knew when you were 14 the kind of woman that you would be and I'm so excited that you're like stepping into it so like you are the real definition y'all she is the definition of like stepping into your power and being rooted and at least all the graphics for the podcast so because she's amazing basically um, so I always describe you, and I tell you this all the time, and I don't know if you believe me, but this is what I do. I'm always like, Elise is the most badass person I know. Like, everyone I know, when I talk about you, I'm like, she's such a fucking badass. Like, she's so cool. She's so much cooler than me, which is hard to do. because
1: debatable, you know, though.
0: It's, I mean, it's pretty cool. So <laughs> so with that intro, y'all, like, get ready. Elise is dope. Um, Hello.
1: Hi, that was such an intro. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know. I feel like I have to like really step it up a notch to <laughs> step into your power and step into my power. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Elise. And uh, just to kind of give you the whole rigmarole of, of what Mandy was talking about. I call her Mandy. Sorry, y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know me as Amanda, so Elise knows me it? as Mandy. No one else gets to call me that. Yeah. She's just just <laughs> people <laughs>
1: who do me as a wee baby. Just a wee baby. Um, Yeah. So I moved out to Colorado when I was 18, right after high school, I loaded up literally everything that would fit in the back of my Jeep Grand Cherokee. And Mandy was actually my co-pilot the entire way. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a trip. And we moved from, well, I moved from Florida to Colorado, to Denver, where who, my dad lives. Who let us do that? <laughs> my mom was just like, see you later, have fun in the castle. <laughs> God
0: bless your mother. I would also love to talk about your mom, because I, y'all, Elise's mom is so dope. But so Elise and I imagine little, little
1: 18-year-old baby dum-dum. <laughs> do you remember my beta fish was like <laughs> in the middle? <laughs> Like a water jug. Because <laughs> That's the only place I could fit him without spilling anything. <laughs> My we mom put, so- took that water jug, by the way. Oh, <laughs> Jesus.
0: Okay. He also almost got killed in Oklahoma.
1: Do you remember that? I like blacked that out, man. I just. Yeah, it <laughs> was crazy. <for> <laughs> okay, side note,
0: you guys, we stayed at a motel in Oklahoma with these like super creepy. Like, dudes who were staying there oh my god
1: I can't they believe I like was staying with them. them they just were staying in the same hotel <laughs> oh, right.
0: yeah we weren't with, we weren't like traveling with them um, and I was like I'm gonna lock the door and get their ass if they come through
1: like what am I gonna do run and scream you're like and then, sleeping close to the door at least I'm like okay <laughs> I will protect you <laughs> you got a speeding ticket in Louisiana Ugh. oh that cop was such a dick Oh, he was the worst. He oh, bent what? my ID, and then you almost got one in Texas, but you talked your way out of it. And I was like, Loki pissed at you. I was like, really? You got you didn't get one, but I did. <laughs> what else happened? Oh, anyway,
0: we're nuts. It's fine.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so you moved to Colorado
0: for 18, and have been killing it ever since. So what have <laughs> you been doing?
1: Um. Okay, so. When I first moved here, I was gonna—I was going to school, and that was kind of the deal. I was gonna go to school for photography, like you know, every eighteen-year-old decides to do, I think. And um, when they don't know what to do with their lives. And
0: you're an artist, huh? I said you're an artist, an artist.
1: Um, yeah. So I moved out here to go to school and to like be around my dad, and just I was over Florida, as you can imagine. Um, and. When I started going to school, I realized I did not love school, so I just kind of stopped going. Ooh, that was an expensive mistake, but um yeah, so I th- Thank you. Um so I basically just floated around and I got a job at a restaurant, um like many people do, and I have been working on and off in the restaurant industry for about 12 years. Um I I feel like that was a really intense and awesome time in my life, especially in my younger 20s, because um, it kind of gave me permission to let loose a little bit and like kind of come out of my shell. I really was only ever like out of my shell with you in high school, I think. (laughs) So (laughs) when I moved out here, I just was just I blossomed um, in my personality a lot more so and became a lot more comfortable with who I was. Um, But it was also really hard because I didn't have a really good direction of like knowing where I wanted to go. I felt like I always had this metaphor of like, I feel like I feel like I'm a rear wheel drive vehicle and my back wheels are going a million miles an hour. I just like don't know which direction I want to go in first before I set the wheels down and like take off. And so in and out of going and working at restaurants, I tried school one more time, um, for something completely different than like art. And that didn't work. I got about halfway through the semester and was like, that's shit. And, uh, <laughs> and I worked at varying jobs. I got a job. I just like walked in and got a job at a photography studio. Um, and that was major for my like growth and development in just my artistic style. um, I worked there for like seven years and learned a lot about who I was and like what I wanted and what I didn't want um, professionally. And, you know, I, I worked at a couple other different places outside of restaurants and it finally came down to it that I was like, you know what? I'm not happy anywhere. And like working in the industry, like restaurant industry was like so easy because it was like, I could turn off my brain, but I never felt like I was like, I'm like, I don't want to be like Sixty years old and still working at a restaurant, obviously. Um, my back and my neck would not allow it. <laughs> Starting to hunch back. Um, I think, it's,
0: I think you've always been someone who like is very intuitive. Like I find that artistic types tend to be that way anyway. But like I've always thought that, y- like you can basically turn shit into gold in like any situation, and that I think speaks so much to like. Feeling stuck, like when you mentioned like your your back wheels spinning, that feeling sucks. It doesn't yeah. feel good. But I think a lot of people stay there because they're too afraid to go in a direction and then you can always pivot, yeah. which which some people know intuitively, and some people really have never been taught that like you can
1: always change your mind. And you I think that that's like the hardest thing too is that you you realize um. Uh, I don't think that a lot of people realize that like the thing that you set out to like go to school for or that you like start your career in is rarely what you actually like end up doing like to yeah. the T, right? So like, and this is a really great example too of um, <laughs> pivoting and like not being afraid of of change and like completely changing course and it's it's never been you know it never being too late. My mom has a cousin who went to law school, which is like wow, so much time, right? So many years. Yeah. Um, and she practiced for like a year or two and she decided she hated it. So she went back to school to get her PhD, um, like in infectious diseases, which is like really handy right now. Um, (laughs) and so like, that's a whole other like decade basically in school. So, you know, and she was in her, I think she was in her like forties when she decided to go back to school So it's like, you know, yeah, so you can always, it's one of those things you can always pivot. But I think that I also, um, I think I just was more, I was more trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do right away, not realizing that like it is a process and then you have to kind of flow into it. The one thing that I have uh, that I'm like thankful for about myself is that if something's not working for me, especially like professionally speaking, I have no problem with being like, like just cutting ties and just saying, this isn't working. I got, I got to like change course. Yeah. Um, and you know, um, whether like really good money or a really good schedule or whatever, I've always been like, no, nope, I'm done. And then I just like pick something yeah. new. And it's the way that I've, I've been able to find. Feeling,
0: I always had a feeling you'd also start your own business. Like there are some people that are bad employees, not because like, I'm one of those people. I'm not, a, I'm not the world's best employee. Like I'm just not, um, I, I don't, I question a lot of systems, and if something doesn't work for me, I'm just like, ah, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it better, and so I'm going to. Yeah. And that's not the best employee, and I feel like you're similar where you're like, ah, why? Why do I put up with this when I can just do it myself?
1: Yeah, well, and that basically is what happens. So when I met my husband, um, who we people, yeah, we mm. stand
0: her husband so hard.
1: That's him. Right there. Not that one. That's him. He's so cute. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, when I met him initially, he was going to school for graphic design. And when I finally started kind of getting it in my head that I wanted to open up my own business, you know, my brain flocked to photography, obviously, because that was always been my passion. And I was in the industry for seven years working at a studio and I got really good at it and so I was like well I can do this on my own but I'm such a like (laughs) I'm so meticulous and such a perfectionist about like I want to just do things myself like I can go to like Hobby Lobby and find some like really cool like homemade looking painting on it or something or I'll go into like Urban Outfitters and like see some like I don't know, designed thing. And I'm always like, oh, that's really cool. I really like that. I would love that in my house. And then I always sit in there and think I could just make that. <laughs> and, and then I never do. But <laughs> I'm always, that's always like my, my training. So okay. When he was going to school and I was kind of having these feelings of I want to open my, up my own business. I kept thinking like, well, I want to be able to do my own marketing material. I want to be able to make my own website. I want to be able to like do everything myself so that I don't have to pay somebody else to do this. <laughs> and it's exactly how I want it. Um, so I went back to school for graphic design as well. And so happy that I did. Oh my God. That was like, it was like the missing link for, yeah. for motivating me to just like make the, make the jump. And I worked at a, a corporate office in like a, a printing shop, like an in-house print shop that was for this big weed corporation on here. Um, and I learned a lot of like hands-on skills yeah. with, large format printers and stuff like that. So I don't know, like my main goal too is to eventually add that into my stuff. Cause it's easy yep. and it's fun, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of forced me to just make the push and I just launched my business um, on my birthday this year at the end of June. So okay,
0: tell, tell me about your business. Cause you got like whoever's listening, first of all, <clears throat> we're going to link all of your stuff in the show notes so that people can find you, they can hire you like, if any of you give a damn about what I say, hire Elise <laughs> <laughs> for anything she will do for you. She's amazing.
1: Um, your review site so, like always cracked me up.
0: <laughs> tell me, tell us about your business. What do you do? Why did you decide to start it? Um, did coronavirus like
1: kind of stimulate that starting it? Because yeah, so it. So I graduated. Um, graduated in like May uh so the last four months ish or something of my college career was um like over Zoom and stuff like that so I didn't really get to graduate but I just was like at home being able to work on stuff and it has you know it was always on the back of my mind like okay you need to like get your website polished um so as soon as I graduated I spent three months um polishing my website and that was like literally all I did that was my full-time gig because I got laid off from the restaurant and um you know I made I made the best of what I had uh and thankfully thankfully I'm one of the people that actually like you know I I didn't lose everything and uh, I'm very grateful for that and this was actually one of those moments that was like a catalyst for me to be able to just like really spend the time um and God, I did not realize how much time it was going to take me when I originally was like, I'm going to start a business. That should be easy, right? And it's like, <laughs> you, you go through the process of like, I need a logo. That should be fine. You start the website and you're like, this looks like shit because there's just a logo on there. Fantastic. What else do I need? I need branding. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Okay. Well, crap. And then you have to incorporate and then you have to do your taxes and all yep. that. Oh my God. I'm just yeah. like,
0: it's, you're, a lot. You're,
1: you're, it's just so much stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh. so People have- they don't, they really don't, and there's so many times that I have people come to me and they're like, I want a logo, and you've done this, you're like, I want a logo, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to give you branding, you don't just want a logo. <laughs> um, oh anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so we, uh, yeah, so we, um, in the midst of the corona stuff too, I graduated, I started my business, we bought a house. Um, and yeah, it's been kind of bonkers, but it's been really good. It just feels like I haven't had any sleep, any rest. Like I have had to become a morning person (laughs) because I'm like, I need those extra three or four hours in the day (laughs) to get stuff done. Um, but it's been really great. Uh, business has been good and, um, yeah, I'm just really grateful. I'm just really rolling with it as it comes to me.
0: Yeah. So I was talking to um, a friend of mine who lives out in Montana. She just started her own business during Rona. And I'm just like, oh, my God, everyone is doing this. down down the I love it. Um, and I was we were talking about how starting your own business is a bullshit filter. Like, yes, yes. You you have to in order to do anything outside of a comfort zone, which, hi, doing anything new or starting like birthing a business is not easy. Well, I don't want to say it's not easy. It's a lot of stuff. um mm-hmm. Side tangent. I say everything is easy, just so I trick my brain into thinking it's easy. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, it's it's easy. Like I'm in the process of building a co-working space right now, so we have to go through like city officials, and I just got the quote for it, and I'm just like, I would rather kill myself than and pay this. a ghost right now, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm a ghost now. I actually died when I saw the proposal, and you know, I'm a tactile ghost. So. <laughs> But then I was like, you know what? Self, everything is easy. People have money. They're going to give it to me. Everything is easy. Once you take that mindset, just for anyone listening who they're like, they complain all the time, that only gets you a negative view. And those things start showing up. Like if you start thinking about a yellow Jeep, guess what? You're going to start seeing a yellow Jeep. So if you start thinking everything is easy, everything comes to me, it'll be fine. It'll work out. You're going to start seeing that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like starting a business forces you to do that because you would never, nobody would ever start a business if all they thought about was how much it was going to fail. <laughs> like you just won't. Yeah. So what did you go through? Like what, um, what stories does like Elise brain tell you about starting it? And like, what are the filters that you had to work through?
1: Um, okay. So the f- major part of it, um, I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I always kind of initially uh, uh, figured that I was going to be starting my own business at some point in my life. I just honestly didn't know when. Yeah. Um, and so when coronavirus happened and I lost my job and I just graduated and, um, you know, it was kind of just like this perfect storm of like, it's now or never. And you always bitch about like, I need to get out of the service industry or every single job in every single yeah. setting. I always have something to complain about and you're always unhappy with something. And it always forces you to just like look for something new. Like what's better than being your own boss. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you, it forces you to have that accountability of like, you know, I am the person that is going to be making, um, all the decisions for myself and I'm the only one that I can complain to, so <laughs> I don't want like, to hear all the complaining anymore. <laughs> so you know, I, it just made me, like, right. I still, like, bit about things here and there, obviously, but, like, it forced me to, like, really stop complaining a lot, too, because, like, who am I going to complain to myself? Like, I don't... Right. Put it in the freaking complaint box at least. Like,
0: <laughs> I always say like have a meeting with the MEO. Like, if I hate something, me and the MEO just meet and I'm like, listen, bitch. I'm MEO, hate <laughs> <laughs> this shit. Like, because oh, that's yes. what you are. Like, you're the MEO. So it's like, I really hate my schedule. And it's like, okay, well, who the hell set up the schedule that you have? And it's like, oh, I did.
1: <laughs> I did. I know. Yeah. Every time I look hey. at my at my <laughs> my calendar, I'm always just like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, you're like I'm so overwhelmed and then it's like who took on too much work and it's like
1: oh fuck Uh, (laughs) yeah that's been major is trying to figure out like the balance of everything um because it's it was so uh, you know making that transition of of my schedule was so flexible like especially working at uh, a restaurant like to now, suddenly, I have these hard deadlines, and I have contracts that are holding me accountable to things, and, you know, it's, like, I couldn't just, like, screw around anymore and be, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, take off for the weekend, you know? Like, right. I have to really, I have to, like, plan things out, like, a month in advance anymore, um, yeah. which is really, <clears throat> it's also giving me the skills to... um you know, just really prioritize, I guess, when before I just was kind of like, oh, this is happening, oh, this is happening, or, um, you know, it even, it's even helped me a ton with, like, budgeting and everything, too, because, you know. Because your
0: money's flexible, right? Because you get paid when contracts end, and it's not like you leave at the end of a shift with cash.
1: Right, right, and, you know, now I have to give a big chunk of change to good old Uncle Sam, too, so. <laughs> That's also made me realize, you know, it, it, it's been really great because it's also made me really analyze my worth and what I think my worth is, um, you know, obviously monetarily, but like time wise, too. So, like, right now I'm taking on a really, really huge project. Um, I'm rebranding a restaurant and it is my first restaurant that I have rebranded. And it has been um, it has been so much fun and it has been an incredible learning experience. But it's also like I I quoted them next to nothing because it was my first one, um, and so I'm realizing like, okay, so the next time that I do this, <laughs> I have to charge way more. I have to like you know allow a lot, a lot more, allow for a lot more time, because um, they were also needing things like on the fly. So like yeah. something that I would normally feel comfortable doing in four to six weeks, I did in three and a half weeks. Yeah, and you know, and then it just is like more and more and more on top of that. And it's always more work than you're anticipating it being too. Um, so it's definitely making me realize because I'm, I'm working from home right now. And thankfully I've had the opportunity where I haven't had to go work at the restaurant for the last month and a half. And I won't until at least October likely. Um, if not longer than that, sorry manager, if you're listening to this, Um <laughs> So, but it's been, it's been sucking up all of my time. And so, you know, that's something that I also have to balance is it's my work life relationship balance. Like I went camping this past weekend for three days and I came back and it's just just like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. But like, I had to do that, you know, (laughs) for my mental health, I had to do that to like break away and not be sitting at my desk, not be sitting in front of a computer. Right. Cause that's all I've been doing for the last, you know, five or six weeks. That's all. So I'm really realizing, you know, what my time is worth and what my, um, you know, what that time allows for, it allows, allows for, you know, time spent with my husband instead of sitting in front of the computer, It allows for time spent with my friends, enjoying my new house, um, you know, hanging out with my dog, all that kind of stuff. So it's been really interesting figuring out, um, you know, feeling comfortable with like asking for what I'm worth too. Um, and that's been me yeah
0: how did you so there's two two questions um pick whichever you want first because this is your adventure um I would love to know how not valuing your worth um when you were in your early 20s like what that led to and how that's changed now that you started your own business um, and, okay and then after that um like what self care looks like for you, because that's something a lot of people struggle with. I find, especially like young women, like I have a lot of young female clients who get different messaging. Um, so they're not taught to value boundaries and saying no. And they allow people in their lives who are toxic or they do toxic things or they don't take care of themselves because they don't value and we're not taught to value themselves. So, or... if you don't think something is valuable, you obviously don't take care of it. So so much of my work is teaching people how to value themselves. So they then like everything just falls into place once you start doing that. So I would love to know your journey. And I don't I don't know if you've ever reflected on it, um, like what it was like for you when you were younger to not understand that you are so valuable. You're too valuable to allow shitty people in your life. Um, yeah. And I think everybody goes through that. So what did that look like for you? Like what consequences did it have?
1: Um, so, I mean, this is going to be like, it's an onion, right? There's so many different layers to yeah. uh, not knowing my full value in different ways and different levels, especially when I was younger. Deep, huh?
0: I said, I told you we was getting deep, girl.
1: <laughs> so, um, okay. So when I was in my early 20s, I mean – especially in the restaurant industry, it's just, like, a breeding ground for, like, the party scene, right, and I always refer to them as my wild child, like, days, Um, (laughs) and, I mean, I was never uh, completely out of control or anything like that, and, you know, I don't have, like, major problems from it, but, like, it was definitely a period of, like, because I didn't have a direction and because I didn't know where I wanted to go. Um, I took the hard road of figuring things out. Um, you know, rather than like, Oh, learn from my mistakes. Okay. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Um, (laughs) and so I didn't value myself in, I think in a lot of ways, um, because I was trying to just figure out life. Right. And so of course that has consequences down the road, both good and bad, I think. Um, I mean, on the negative side, obviously, there was a lot of time wasted. There was a lot of, like, damage I did to my liver and <laughs> mistakes that I wish I hadn't made, but, like, also at the same time, like you said, learning experiences, right? So, like, now I'm 30 and, you know, I, I'm by no means a wild child anymore. I'm, like, married and settled down and, you know, like, my idea of, like, a crazy night is, like, I don't know sharing a bottle of wine with my friend or something like it's really not like I used to go to like I mean I'm out here with Red Rocks and stuff like I used to go to like concerts all the time and you know all that stuff so I definitely simmered down a lot because you know I'm I'm busy I can't do anything else anymore but on top of that (laughs) I learned a lot about um I learned a lot about myself I learned a lot about relationships um not just romantic but you know um allowing people into my life. And I've always been somebody who's, I'm very empathetic, um, like to a fault. Uh, and I don't mean that in like a, I can read your thoughts kind of way, but you know, and feel everything that you're feeling necessarily. But I, I just, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I try to like, see things from their perspective. Yeah. Um, and, And,
0: and have great boundaries.
1: Right. Right. I was actually talking about this with somebody else not too long ago and about like how because because I am and because who I was talking to, we are very empathetic people. It's really hard for us to draw those boundaries because we just we see things from your perspective so much that we're like, I get why you did this. And so we end up just like eating a shit burger over it. Right. Like and then like we don't get taken care of because we're just busy seeing things from your perspective and trying to like help you go through whatever you're going through. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, we end up having to like, we typically have to reset ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure. I did find that out, you know, fairly young, at least with like the relationship side um, and not just again, romantic with friends and stuff like that. If, if people were not treating me well or if they would like yeah. ghost me or like, blow me off or not be there for me. I mean, I had no problem with like cutting a lot of like loose acquaintances out of my life because yeah. I'm like I just, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, now, um, you know, now it's, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of personal growth. I think with that, especially being married <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to navigate certain waters that you, you never had to. Um, and even just like people, like friends in my life. I mean, I, 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 I've always been the person that like, will reach out to people and like, try to stay connected. And it's like, if you don't want to stay connected, then I'm not gonna, I'm not, I, I can't have, I can't expend any more emotional energy on it if you're not going to at least meet me halfway.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and in terms of, like, self-care, I guess it all kind of wraps up into that. When I was younger and I had the time, <laughs> my my version of self-care, I think, was more like, you know, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to give myself, like, a facial and go get my yeah. nails done. And I'm going to go shopping. And it was all very external, right? Um, yeah. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Reach. you're doing so
1: good keep going it's all very external which is fine um but I think like now especially when we're in the middle of corona (laughs) we can't you know I can't be like tossing money at stuff like that too um and the fact that like my my time is sucked up with like the three major things in my life which is my marriage my house and my business yeah um and of course, like there's family aspects and friends and all that stuff, too, obviously. But like those are like the things in my face all day, every day. Um, my idea now, I think it's a good point that you bring up self-care because I don't really do self-care as much as I should. Um, my idea of self-care now, I think, is like shutting everything off and just like spending time with like my husband or doing things around the house or doing like planning for my business rather than like actual work on it. It's like, you know, planning things for the future,
0: but yeah, like, rarely do I
1: focus, right. Rarely do I focus specifically on me? Um, especially, I think especially working, like being empathetic and working in the service industry for 12 years, I've always been like, how can I serve you? How can I right. like take care of somebody else first before I take care of myself and like quickly eat a thing of ramen over the kitchen sink before I have to like <laughs> go off and do something else, you know? Um, So I think that my version of self-care is slowing down right now. That's it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it is so good. So that's, that's actually one of the reasons I asked you that question is like, I felt like you would land on what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? And I think the turning point, what I see as the turning point for most of my clients and most of my people is when I give them permission to give themselves the same care they give others. Mm hmm what would you do for others? Do it for you. Now, if you would tell them to rest or take a break or make them a meal that they like, or be like, you know, why don't you go on a hike? Like, hello, do that for you now. Like, that's what you need now. And I think coronavirus has had a lot. I I don't want to, and I say this in every episode right now that we're dealing with it. Like I don't want to discount the grief and the loss and the, uh, (sighs) and the bullshit that like coronavirus has been. But part of um, how I cope and part of what I what I feel personally is more helpful to cope is to also see the gifts in the shit. Right. Um, You can take a pile of poop and you can fertilize a garden and it grows other things. So. In coronavirus, like I think it's been so powerful for so many people to slow the fuck down, like it has forced so many people to go internal to say, Mm oh, shit, I've been avoiding my life because I'm a workaholic or I'm in other people's drama or I go, 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 and now I don't have that. And they're forced to look at the rot in their own system and to dig it out. And I think that's so powerful.
1: <clears throat> it's just really interesting, like, when quarantine first happened, I think everybody went through this, like, withdrawal phase of, yes. like... Yeah. You know, I went through it. I mean, I I remember, like, the first two months of it I just was like the sky is falling everything sucks I would have mental breakdowns on like a every other day basis and just like miss my life miss the world all that stuff and I think by like the third month especially because I had been like working really heavily like on my business and stuff too it started and I think that 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 helped not necessarily the main reason but I think it helped me shift like my focus of my priorities and Things that I was really sad about missing, I now was like, well, at least it's an excuse. Like at least everybody's going through this. Yeah. And like, it's it's like you. The first two months it just felt like FOMO, right? Yeah. Like it, it felt like FOMO, and then by month Fair three I was like, for anyone who's older, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for my mom <laughs> listening, that's fear like, of missing
1: out. Yeah, I'm like everybody's missing out, and I need to, like you said, I need to like grow something out of like the shit, right? I need to do something with this time. And I, I will never get time like this again where <laughs> it stopped. Please. Please yeah. let's never
0: do this again. But I think yeah. like like a lot of people would not have slowed down because it's so easy to lose yourself mm. and to really avoid doing your own work because oh. you're lost in other people. Or I need so many people who I say, what well, you know, what do you what do you do for fun? And they're just like deer in the freaking headlights and I'm like what do you do for you and they're just like I have never thought about that and I'm like maybe that's why you're in
1: therapy yeah (laughs) maybe that's why you're here and that's the thing is I think that everybody could always do better with that um yeah nobody's perfect yeah I mean obviously everybody can always do better with that but I think that um I, I think it is I think it is really you know you get you get stuck in all the stuff you get stuck in all of the day-to-day minutia, and it's yeah. hard to like st- take a step back you know that's why I'm saying like even my self-care right now I know it doesn't sound like much my self-care is just slowing down my self-care is like turning things off and like <laughs> sitting outside on my patio yes. and I mean like I definitely will get lost in some Netflix every once in a while because I'm like I'm allowing my brain to just turn off where I feel like I'm just on all the time huh. like allowing myself to just be <laughs> yes.
0: yes Oh my god. Okay, can you repeat that? Please. What you
1: yeah. just said. Uh, you know, just like allowing myself to be, allowing myself to turn off, allowing myself to like stop going and stop having to plan, stop having to think, stop well, you know, not to think, but stop having to worry, stop having to delegate. Um You're just my, Yeah, it's really uh-huh. interesting. My one of my uh girlfriends I was camping with, she saw something on facebook somewhere and it was like this little comic and it was talking about and i and i know that this isn't it was kind of a a bit more of a feminist post and i completely understand because i am a woman obviously and i feel this but i can't say because i'm not a dude um but it was basically talking about how women especially deal with um mental load Mm -hmm. which is like you know uh, okay, I have to drop the kids off at school and then right after that I have to go run to the grocery store and oh, what it's like so you go through, the unpaid labor of the home right. okay. of everything, you know, of your whole yeah. life and you end up taking on the role with typically, especially as like a woman in the household or, you know, you, whatever you take on that role for more people than yourself Yeah. and so, you know, when people ask you like, what can I do to help you? It's kind of like, uh, it would take me longer to explain than it would be to just like just have me do it right um and i i definitely feel like that has been a huge thing for me to uh a huge i don't want to say it's an issue but it's been weird for me to try to explain that especially for you know like my husband and um you know family that wants to help or people you know friends that wants to, want that want to help um when they you know what what can i do to help you it's been hard for me to really get that across, yeah. Um, and explain how that feels, and then also being able to let go and like being able to delegate, being able to yeah. like count on the people around you to like not fuck it up, <laughs>
0: right? And that's hard. Like you're you're right. And in, in general, in heterosexual relationships, women take on more of the emotional labor and the household managing. So. Like, don't at me, people, if this isn't you, but if it is you, let's talk about it. Um, and so there's a really good article that I post sometimes, and it's, it's about that. So, like, when people ask how they can help, normally I'm just like, find something to do and do it. Like, you have eyes. You live in this house, especially if it's, like, your partner, right? Like, you also live in this house, so use your eyeballs and use your brain and do it so that I don't then have to be your manager, like, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's like a yeah, whole thing. I
1: things, become amazing.
0: Pick something up. I don't care. Pick something up and do it. And I, but that's really that can be very hard because they want to help, but they also want to be told what to do. But then they're also putting you as the person in charge of those things rather than saying I'm your partner and I'll take the load off.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and not that I'm not trying to like say that that's exactly what happens here or anything right. like that. That's but not
0: but about you, Moises, right. when you yeah. Talk no. to- <laughs> My husband does a lot. <laughs> He's a gem. He's a gem. We love but him. But I was through that in my marriage. Like, I, one of the reasons I'm no longer married to him. Um, he, I, I did everything. I worked two jobs. I came home. I did all the cooking, all the cleaning. And I was just like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, no, I'm not your mom. And he did not want to, like, be a partner. hmm But sometimes friends do that, like sometimes friends will take um, and everybody goes through cycles. Right. But sometimes friends will take way more emotional labor than they give you. And all of those things can be navigated with a conversation. But that conversation is scary and
1: it's it can be hard to have. I feel like half the time when I'm talking to like some of my friends and it's kind of weird because. Like you were talking about earlier, like building your business, it's like a bullshit filter, right? I That's, feel like I kind of had that bullshit filter starting to get built in even before I started to build my business. <laughs> Been through wow. enough like crap that was like a part of me, I guess, uh, learning from all of my real fun mistakes when I was younger. Um is it learning like, lesson. It, it was lesson. learning. And I'm like, I'm not putting wow. up with this bullshit anymore. I, and I... I am like the friend to go to if you want to get gassed up about making a hard decision, like yes. like leaving your boyfriend who like treats you like shit, or leaving a job that you fucking hate, or you oh. know like just oh, do doing something job. that's good you do something. Girl, I will gas you up. And I'm literally, I will give you a like PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> and I'm going they say what should I do to make sure it's happening? Like, you
0: just have a screen that you carry with you, and you're like tripod, pull the screen. <laughs> Here's what you
1: should do. I have it in my iPhone notes. I'm like, look, here you go. <laughs> I'll send this to you. I'll airdrop <laughs> you. <laughs> like, because I, I just, I get to a point where I'm like, I don't know why you're dealing with this anymore. And it's always a lot easier, obviously, to, like, give that kind of advice oh. than to get that kind of advice. <laughs> especially giving it to myself, to the MEO. It is hard to talk to her about that sometimes. But <laughs>
0: yeah, sometimes the MEO is a real fucking bitch
1: to talk to. It is a real stabber. She's, uh, like, no. she's like, mm, but I understand how you feel. So I don't know, whatever, but that's so true.
0: And that brings us back to knowing your worth.
1: Yeah, if it really does. does.
0: If you feel like you are extremely valuable, your no meter gets so much stronger. Cause you're just like, Oh, uh, I don't deserve this. Yeah. Not only do I not deserve it, I have the power to change it. And that's where I think so many people get stuck is they, they know something is off. Like what most of what I do is I bring people back into alignment. So, so often they like deny their intuition. I did it for a long time, right? I knew something was extremely off in a number of things in my life. Like, but we'll specifically talk about my marriage. Like I knew something was off. I knew it was wrong. I knew I deserved better. And it took me a little while to say, oh no, like no. Mm -hmm. And I got to that point where like, if you guys are watching on video, my face is like crumpled and it's like, oh, no. And then I was like, you know what? No. Like, I'm so good alone and you detract from my happiness that I literally don't need you here. And so I try and do that in every aspect of my life. Like, did you watch uh, Marie Kondo? Uh yeah. Okay, so this she's like, like, just like for- joy. Bye. <laughs> so you enjoy, throw it off a fucking cliff if it doesn't. And so you I, I bring-
1: it under the trash. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I just like shove figuratively everything in my life that doesn't bring me joy in the trash now listen I don't love doing billing I don't love doing my taxes but like my mom is doing my billing so thanks mom um and I I don't like going to jail more than I don't like doing taxes so that brings me joy um (laughs) but if you don't value yourself you don't take those steps and I think like what a lovely way to sum up
1: where we are I think that like I think that part of it too is, and you I, and I'm not trying to like make you sound emotionless. You are an incredibly emotional, like, emotionally deep person. Um, yeah, you're so I'm an ocean. <laughs> and you're, I'm an ocean of emotion. There's a song there somewhere. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but you've always been very good about Marie reconduing your life. Honestly, like from the time that I've known you, honestly, when I uh you know going to school or doing you know being in relationships or having friends or like even the part of town you know like the part of the state that you were living in or the part of the country you were living in the fact that you like up and moved and you were just like mm, I'm gonna start a farm okay here we go and like you just did it you're just such a doer and I think for me my I always have had like the ability and the confidence to do that for me I always have an emotional block I always get tied up on like the emotional end of everything, and so it's hard for me to like clear cut see like okay, I can see that this is the right decision, but I can't make it because it's too hard to emotionally like drag myself through the month through things, yep. and so that ends up like that ends up wasting all this time, or it ends up um, you know just being more pain than it's worth. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I was I was like you know I, I was in a relationship before my husband that was on and off and lasted a really long time. And I mean, I, we were, we were both at fault. We would like constantly go back and forth t- to one another. And um, you know, when I finally was like, I need to cut the, like, I need to separate this, like this needs yeah. to finally happen. But it took me, it took me four years to be like, to drag myself emotionally through yeah. the mud. And then it was like, as soon as I made that decision, I met my husband.
0: Yeah. The, so <laughs> um, two points I want to make, like, When you start knowing your worth and saying no to things that you don't deserve, I think the things that you do deserve show up. Oh, 100%. Your business is doing as well as it is because you, you put in the work. First of all, like luck is a product of hard work and it's a product of really knowing your worth and saying, I'm going to step into this gift that I have. I'm going to step into what I know is best for me, step into alignment. And then the universe is like, fine we've been waiting on you yeah we've been waiting on you to give you this gift that meets what you are now ready for right so fuck yeah you're awesome and two <laughs> people don't change unless they're miserable enough
1: yeah
0: hundred percent yeah, of miserable where you're
1: like <clears throat> this <is> bucket <laughs> button and be like i'm over it That's what happened to me when I was working initially um, my first restaurant job. And I like it was like the first catalyst to get me out to like work somewhere else. And I was having like the worst day to work at Cheesecake Factory. And I was like behind the little bakery thing. And I had like like two people had called out. It was like me and like some random person. They just shoved behind the like the bakery that didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. it was a cra- it was like i don't know it was something dumb like national cheesecake day or something so we were so busy i had tickets coming yeah. out of my ass and i literally just sat there at one point your ass, ass was like, was, like fishy. holding this like lifeless limp body of like all these tickets coming out and i was just like i hate this place i got to go and like the next day is when i went out and i like, walked into the, like, the photography studio, and I was like, I want a job. I don't care if I have to scrub toilets. I don't give a shit. I want to be, like, around this, and I need to be here, and they were like, you're hired. I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) And look what you were given when you decided to go for it. Mm -hmm. Like,
0: I really think once, once people, like, close a door, it's true, like, another door opens, and that is probably a better door for you, but if you hold on because you're afraid, it's just... It, it's so expensive. Like, it really costs you your whole life. It really does. Sacrifice what you know is out of alignment for you. And, like, if anybody's listening to this and all you hear me say today is, like, step into your alignment because you know what feels good and what's right for you. Mm-hmm. That's just really the goal of my whole life <laughs> So like, help really? people find their alignment. Like, yeah. do what's best for you and everybody else can literally die mad. Like... <laughs>
1: not your problem Well, because it's either that it's like either you're doing what's right for you and you feel good about your life and like you're the one experiencing that or yes. like, all you're doing is just sacrificing your own happiness for everybody else's and you just like, eat giant shit burgers for breakfast yeah. and that's it at the
0: end of the day like that's such a shitty way to manipulate people into liking you
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> because you're not actually like you're, you're selling something fake anyway you're selling something that's like not true to like what you love, and not true to yourself, no. and not true to like. You're like that makes this you is happy. a
0: real tree, and then it's a fake tree, and they're like, <laughs> "WTF?" with my fake tree, and you're like, "But I don't ever die!" and it's like, well, you, <laughs> lie, you, lie. "You lie. You lie to manipulate people to love you, and people only do that because they learn that from somewhere. But it's also shitty, and it makes you miserable. So it's re- like it's
1: it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that was a. That was a that was definitely something that I learned too through like my early 20s as well was was I mean when I was in high school I was so insecure and so like I just wanted to be whatever like what everybody wanted me to be or I wanted to be like what like the guy that I had a crush on or something wanted mm-hmm. me to be or something like that like and I think that was That was, like, super major when I finally got to move out here and I finally kind of came out of, like, my shell. And I realized, like, I went through this, like, epiphany where everybody's like, be yourself, be yourself. And you hear it your entire life and you're like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's just, like, rainbows coming out of your fucking ass. And you're like, whoa, I get it now. Like, I just have to be myself, (laughs) right? And it's, like, so much easier to go through life like that. like I think it's also
0: easier to do when people don't know you
1: yeah well and that's what I was saying like that way, that's why I think it was so transformative for me to be able to like just I mean the only people who knew me out here was my family my dad so like he didn't give a crap about who I was <laughs> I mean he did but like, like I don't care be, be, here be Um yeah so I think that that was like really you know that was major for my growth and development of who I was and uh, also I got to get the fuck out of Florida so that was fantastic <laughs>
0: know like I don't think I would move back there yeah and I think that's part of alignment too like I don't I don't know for you but for me like I always knew something was off while living in Florida but I couldn't place it um I knew I didn't want to stay in Florida but I, I could never figure out why it was off and to this day I still can't tell you I just go with what the universe tells me but like when I stepped foot onto the property here in North Carolina like when I really moved here I was like um, it felt I felt so much lighter yeah like was if that happened to you
1: yeah oh 100% yeah I mean the second that I got in my car and I left I felt that <laughs> yeah. uh yeah I mean I always knew that I wanted to leave I think that visiting is great but you know growing up there was interesting so yeah.
0: I would like to stay on the beach but not live there thank you very much um yeah dude What at you so tell us um what you're doing now for your business so we can give everybody like How do we reach you? We'll link all that stuff, but like, what do you do now? What do you see yourself doing in the future? Like, listen to this five years from now. Um, Yeah, give me that, Dietz, and then we'll wrap up. Uh,
1: Yeah, okay. So, um, I do graphic design and photography. Um, It's called Bohem Fox Productions, it's bohemfox.com. It's pretty dope. I do a lot, I like to do a lot of like mountaintop elopements and you know, that's kind of, like, what I'm, like, leaning towards. I've done, I've done a lot of uh, portrait stuff and everything, obviously, but, god, I did this mountaintop elopement in Vail a couple weeks ago, and I was just, like, sitting on top of a mountain eating, like, this chocolate mousse that was handmade by the bride with, made with, like, chocolate from France, and, like, vove champagne up there and I'm like this is my life this is my office space right now what the fuck why did it take yeah. me so long to make this decision like this is right. awesome yeah, um,
0: yeah so, so you were totally like this is what I am doing
1: now 100% I'm like um yes please um, <laughs> better than smelling like dirty sushi when I get home from my restaurant too. <laughs> the sushi's is <laughs> just dirty at all. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, so I do a lot of photography. I do a lot of uh, graphic design. Obviously, I'm, like, rebranding a mezcal bar right now that's in town. And so that's all, like, going to start launching here real soon. Um, And I did some rebranding for a tie-dye company on Etsy. Um, I do kind of a lot. Like, if you have something that you need done, like... I usually just take it on just to see like how I really like it. Cause there's so many different facets, especially to graphic design that it's like, I could literally go forever and still probably not touch base on everything. So I'll try everything at least once. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, just taking on these, these big projects at the moment trying to kind of get over the deadline pushes. And that's about it at the moment (laughs) Um, in terms of like where I see myself in five years. Yeah. I mean, I'm loving working from home. I'm loving being able to like have my own schedule. I'm loving like the travel that's getting opened up to me for different aspects of this. So ideally, I would love to, I would love to be doing more like travel photography, uh, like going on people's honeymoons with them to like Iceland or something. And <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I art so like our photographers that did our our wedding pictures, um, they did that, and I was just like, oh my god, that's a thing I can do, fuck yes, and then it's just like opened up this whole thing where I'm like, I can literally make this anything I want. So I'm still exploring what I want it that to be. That is like, so cool. Yeah, like what is my like, how do I want my month and my year and my like day to day to really look? Like, ah! oh my god, I'm like, I don't want to scream on the podcast, but I'm like <laughs> screaming internally right now, like right now. and that's that's, like the best part is like i mean i i really came out of um like quarantine (sighs) just like balls to the wall like i suddenly just was like completely overbooked and i was scrambling and i'm kind of i'm coming out of that i'm like peeking out of the hole like oh my god like that was intense and i'm like okay i don't ever want to do that again um but like what do i actually like now i have this opportunity to like really see like (laughs) what can I actually budget my time for what can I like what do I want to budget my time for how much how long do certain things take versus you know realistically versus my expectations and stuff so um yeah I'm still trying to figure out I think what I really want to do with all of that but I mean travel's always been huh
0: it'll change as time goes too like and
1: and again with the whole like everything kind of has to flow like when I started this business originally when I had the like inception of it, it was going to solely be a photography business. And then yeah. after going to school, now it's graphic design. And now I kind of flitter back and forth between the two. And I know, like, I, I can make a five-year plan, because I think that's healthy to do. But like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I valuable. And I think it's more valuable to be flexible. 100%. Yeah. Like If you're so committed to the end goal that you miss opportunities along the way, like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, so like I, I had an opportunity. whatever. In. I'm like, I, I'll figure yeah. it out along the way and I'll yeah. see what I like, what I don't like. And we'll go really from there, nice. I guess. Yeah. That's
0: such a like healthy grounded perspective.
1: I'm just oh, thank you.
0: so proud of you. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to leave people with?
1: Um, let's see. I think the main thing that I can leave everybody with is listening to yourself, um, listening to like your gut and your own intuition and following, you know, what, what speaks to you both negatively and positively. And like you said, just try to stick in, into like what keeps everything aligned and like the alignment in your life. Um, and just follow that, just chase it because that's the only thing that's going to really continue to make you happy in a long-term basis rather than like short-term you know sugar you know a little like sugar cookies you know just melts (laughs) in your mouth five minutes and it's gone uh go for the long term
0: you have such interesting analogy (laughs) (laughs) like a sugar cookie i yeah i think that that's so valuable like it's more work up front because you're settling through the discomfort up front but the long-term consequence is peace versus you 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 chase um safety and Mm -hmm. you never get peace because you're always having to compromise and self-sacrifice and self-betray. Like when you really step into alignment, like you're talking about, like, yeah, it's it's harder on the front end, but on the back end, you're just like, oh my God, I, this is the life that I want. And I created it.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's, um, it is, it's scary. It's, I I like another analogy for you. I feel like it would be, and I'm terrified of open water. So this would be it for me. It'd be like, Learning how to surf, right? You have to like go through all this work to like paddle out, paddle out, paddle out, and then standing up is like terrifying to like do. I mean, I don't know how to surf, so I'd imagine. <laughs> but then like you all just through the barrel, you're
0: good. <laughs> like you would never have been on a mountaintop eating chocolate mousse from France and drinking champagne if you hadn't started your own business. Like like,
1: veil, what? Come on. Oh my god, it was so gorgeous. What is it,
0: by the way? Like, I'm not from Colorado.
1: <laughs> Where is Vale?
0: I assume it's in Colorado, but like... Is it yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it
1: it's, it's like one of the, like, really swanky mountain towns out here. It's real nice. It's like a photographer's paradise. Anywhere okay, you go, well, anytime. You're rich,
0: uh, fly me
1: out. <laughs>
0: okay. Look a girl up and fly me out. Um, <laughs> dude, thank you so much. We will link all of your stuff. Um, I'm gonna end of the recording and then we can
1: jam. Yay. Thanks,
0: Mimi. <laughs> You're the best.